Welcome to episode 25 of the High Five Download Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Demetrio. Greetings. How's it um, going? This is our special Dink edition um, podcast. If you don't aren't familiar with the Dink is, Dink is an independent, Denver Independent Comic Con. It's yeah. going on April 8th and 9th this coming weekend. Um at the McNichols building, not the McNichols Sports Arena that we all know and love that used to be over there by Mile High Stadium. Yeah, no. That always confuses me when I see that. Yeah, the old McNichols building. Um, we are going to have a, a booth there, well, a half table actually, <laughs> in the Zine Pavilion, so come say hi to us. Yep. We are going to have some recording equipment on site to do yep. little do some, some, live, some little po- live, live interviews, five. Live, live pop five podcasting top fives and whatnot mm-hmm. so that brings us to our topic for uh for this episode and we are doing our top five independent comic series that Not you want to see that we want to see turned into a tv show turned into a tv show or movie or movie or movie which like the pinnacle you could say for an example is walking dead yeah which that started out as an independent comic and now is the phenomenon it's a Franchise, yeah. it's an yeah. empire, it's, 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 a, it's a pop culture phenomenon. It's the biggest thing you could possibly imagine happening to an independent comic. Yeah, exactly. So we are going to give us our top five that we think would make uh, great TV shows. Mm-hmm. But actually, before we do that, um, it's no secret that we record our podcasts at the Denver Public Library. And, the Corky um, Gonzalez. I just wanted to give a little plug here for this Denver Comics program that the library is... Um, actually looking for submissions for any uh, independent comic people out there I'll just actually read this man they're accepting uh, submissions via the library website from April 1st to April 30th and this June the Denver Public Library will publish Denver Comics and that's comics with an X a free newspaper featuring original comics by local artists our aim is to inspire and engage independent comic book creators throughout Denver and around the states by inviting them to submit original Artwork for the publication. All Colorado residents age 18 and over are invited to submit original work to be considered for publication. All styles and genres, humor, action, horror, etc. are acceptable. Creators will be paid 25 bucks for each comic that is published. For more information, please visit denverlibrary.org slash comics. And that's comics with an X. That's very cool. Very cool. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So um, yeah, that's a cool opportunity um, for people who like want to break into comics but don't know how or yeah, and just I get something out there. A lot of these creators that we're going to be seeing mm-hmm. at the Dink this weekend will be submitting stuff. If not, I'm looking at the flyer here and I recognize some of these people that were at the Dink last year. So it's cool. I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out in June for sure. Yeah. Um, on that note, we let's. Uh, I guess we're just going to dive into rolling. our. Um, our top five independent comic series yes. we'd like to see turned into a movie TV or series. TV or movie. series. <laughs> yeah. Um, go for it. All right, I'm gonna go first. Uh, my number five is, gosh, it seems like such an obvious one to me. I've talked about this uh, series before on previous podcasts. Yeah, um, I think we did like a couple of like comic book. Uh, yeah. Like episode ten. We've done several, yeah, comic related things. But I talked about this comic book series by Brian K. Vaughn called Paper Girls. And I feel yeah. like it would be – it's pretty much – after I saw Stranger Things on Netflix, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's pretty much Paper Girls? Yeah. 
yeah. it came first the, before yeah, this thi- it did and the concept it's a little bit more higher concept than stranger it's things. a little higher concept and it's a little i mean it's different it all four you know the four main characters are girls and um mm-hmm. there's weird aliens and stuff involved it takes place yeah, in the 80s it takes place in the 80s it's, it's kind of like a goonies like they're all best buddies and totally you know, yeah yeah so i mean it would make a perfect netflix eight episode series you know i mean as yeah. far as they could you know um so that's that's my number one or me excuse me sorry that's my number five that <laughs> i'm starting our list off with um it, it just seems it obvious <laughs> it's pretty obvious you know so would you, you like comics, would you would you would you like want the stranger guys stranger things guys to do it no, or could you see someone else doing in that, it something in that type of vein i, I okay I, that one i didn't attach any dream like creative team to or oh, anything, okay you know? okay but i think they you know i think they wouldn't It'd be good to just go with Brian K. Vaughn, the writer. Brian K. Yeah, he's done TV. It, you know, he does TV, TV himself too. Stuff. So. so like, if he yeah. wrote it and um, yeah, they got a good you know rotating cast of or uh, you know directors, TV and directors stuff. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it would be pretty solid. That'd make a solid series for sure. Yeah. So, um, I think the second trade paperback came out recently, so you can pick volume one and two of Paper Girls up and read it. It's only been twelve issues so far, so it's you, you can still get in yeah. on the ground level. It's on coming this in series yeah. right here and. Um, Honestly, wouldn't be shocked if it's a it's a movie or a right. I, I can see that. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is I think a lot of these on our list could be very soon. You yeah. know, will, will be very soon. You yeah, know? it's exactly. just a matter of when, not if. I think exactly. But so yeah, yeah, I agree. That's that's something that's so probably going to come out. Number five, soon. Paper Girls, Brian K. Vaughn. Right. Probably available at the Denver Public Library. Too. I think it is. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> Mine is also available at the Denver Public Library. Uh, my number five is the comic Fables. Um, ah, yes. So yes. this was so okay. So this one, the 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 premise is very similar to a show that's on TV right now called Once Upon a Time. Yeah, exactly. And it's basically you have all the characters from fairy tales and folklore, like your Snow Whites and your Cinderellas and your, you know, all these characters. But what, where, where Once Upon a Time fails, which I think it's failed greatly. I've never really I watched like the first episode, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I can't take this. This is yeah. Just bleh, saccharine. It's kind of lame. Um, Fables is much, much better. Um, it's kind of like you have these characters who have been forced out of like their, um, I don't know what you would call it, like the fairyland or wherever, make-believe land. And now they, they yeah. take up residence in New York City and they all live in this giant high rise and they have this community. And it's a little bit like – it's a little bit more serious. Kind of like the real world? <laughs> yeah, kind of like the real world. And these characters, and they, they all have to find a way to live together and, you know, be in the real world and all that kind of stuff. And so it's it's a little bit more like serious take than I think Once Upon a Time kind of had. And I think a lot of people, when Once Upon a Time came out, people were like, hey, that's just fables and why isn't – you know, well, fables should have been first and everything. Yeah. Um, and it should have been. I think that's it – it makes a much, much better – TV series that could be on like stars or, you know, some kind of like yeah, cable, could, premium could, cable or Netflix see, I see or premium cable. Yeah. For Amazon sure. for sure. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, um, it lends itself. We're talking a little bit darker fairy tales. Too, yeah. You know, we're not, yeah. talking, you know, or they're taking like, like the way they, like the way that the stories actually were originally written way back when, you know, when they first came out, like your snow white, like that was, it was, it was much darker, you know, when it was first created, you know, it was, it was meant to like, you know, scare children into obeying their parents or, you know, these other kind of like archetypes that, that are no, that they were changed to once Disney got a hold of them, you know, and turned them into these sweet, you know, musicals and things like that, sweet cartoons. Um, anyway, it's such it's it's such a great comic, and I think it's it fi- did it finally end? I know it kind of it branched did. off it into a couple of things. End. Yeah, it did finally um, end, um, and it was kind of crazy. They finished it with a 
the last issue was like a trade paperback. Yeah, like yeah, it was a like huge, a big thing. Yeah, big yeah. issue to finally wrap up the whole series, and that's one of those that's on my like never-ending pile of to-read list. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's or to a finish series. reading. Yeah, that's a series. Yeah. I've I've never read any of them. Oh, I, I'm, okay. I'm familiar with it. You know, yeah. The the first two the first two trades, I guess you could say, the first two volumes are really good because yeah. they wrap up the story, but then it, it you know they they come out they come out with another story that's, that's really good. That's what I've heard. So. Yeah, and that's one of those I need to read for sure. So you can see like the first two volumes being like season one and two. You know, it's it's kind of written that way. You know? oh, yeah. It's written as like you would think of a seasons or something. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my number five, Fables. Cool. Okay, my number four I think is actually being developed right now, um, already yeah. in development. Probably. Or at least rumored to be, and it's um, a ser- an image comic series, another image comic series by um, the artist. His name, artist calls himself Jock. Jock. And J-O-C-K. J-O-C-K, and the writer is Scott Snyder, and it, mm-hmm. the series is called Witches with a Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, not to I be guess confused with the movie that came out called Witch. Yeah, not The Witch. This not The Witch with a Y. Witches <laughs> with a Y. But anyways, um, I guess Brad Pitt has a production company that optioned this thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Then, like, minute the first issue came out, and so nice. it's, like, crazy. But um, I, I think it Brian was on, it's man. a real dark... Um, it's just a real Scott Snyder, actually. Oh, Scott Snyder. I'm sorry. Um, that, that guy, another too. Another DC Both dude. of them. But um, anyways, it's just uh, – it's a dark series, man, and it's about – um. you know, it's about this this witch that lives in the woods and this little girl that gets, like, kidnapped by the witch and hmm. um, kind of possessed, really. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really interesting take on all that. And I was thinking, like, some – you know, some guy, like – Fede Alvarez, the guy who directed the Evil Dead remake and that um, recently that other movie, Don't Breathe, you know? Mm, that's mm-hmm. I, w- I want a director like Something that. Something like that, yeah. Know? And I think it, Or the guy who directed The Witch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that. that guy would be good too. Eggers, I think his last yeah. name is. Um, but yeah, they've only done... It, it was just a four-issue miniseries and they mm-hmm. never... Uh, yeah, it was really short. There's rumors of a second volume and whatever or not. So, I mean, yeah. I think... That story would work really well as a film, you know, just yeah. a, just a two hour as a film. movie, yeah, yeah as, as a movie. So cool. So I I think it should be something dark like that, and you know, that's uh, it was really good, man, and the art was fantastic in that in the in it as well. It's real kind of abstract, and mm-hmm. in the back of the graphic novel, they have a little. Uh, page where it shows how they like the process of doing of the art and stuff like like behind the scenes yeah there was was like this was stage one this was the pencils this was the ink and then there's like this is where i threw watercolor all over it crazy and there's where i messed with it so it sounds like like it's more like you you pay attention more to the art than the story or is the story also like um i think it just what's more memorable i think it it just works well together you know the story and the art art, i haven't read it obviously yeah um Pretty sure you can get it at the library too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, witches with the Y. That's nice. my number four. Awesome, cool. All right, my number four is also something that I think is in development. Uh, it's definitely up there and probably will be soon. Uh, but it's One Hundred Bullets by. Um, oh man. Remind me who did who did Hundred Bullets? Uh, Rizzo. Brian Azrillo. Ba- Brian Azrillo. Yeah, yeah, written by Brian Azrillo. Yeah. Um, it's a cool concept too. Yeah, I, I and read... I think it works as a TV show perfectly. Oh yeah, because it's like it's basically made for like anthology TV. Yeah, and, that would be a great show. And it's basically so the the whole story is. Um, yeah, it's a high premise. okay. I'll, I'll just give him the premise here. High concept. It's a high yeah. concept crime comic about revenge. A mysterious man gives someone a gun, one hundred traceable, untraceable bullets, and proof about the people who wronged them, or you know who they can get revenge against, and that's it. 
Yeah. And that's the story. And so then it's basically like this person then goes off with this briefcase full of 100 untraceable bullets and information about the person that they want to get revenge on. And that's it. And then it, it goes on like that. Um, yeah, I, I think remember there was a, there was an interesting one. There was an interesting episode or issue. Yeah, you think of him like episodes. Yeah, yeah. Almost. There was an interesting <laughs> issue that was just a standalone issue. It was just one story, and it was and it involved. Gosh, I need to look up the number of it. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Though. It involved um, Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Oh wow! Or whatever. That's no spoiler. Cool. It's, yeah, and that's, that's the thing all too. Out it doesn't have to. Is, it doesn't have to be like linear. It could jump around in time. It could jump. It could go be in different countries. Yeah, and that's it's, how that series went. I remember mm-hmm. they'd have like a couple story arcs that would be like three issues. And yeah, then next, with the same story. character, and then yeah, they would move yeah. on. And then there'd be like a, a standalone yeah. issue. You yeah, know, so yeah, yeah. But the only constant is the. The, pre- the, the premise, yeah. the hundred bullets thing, and then the mysterious bald guy who gives it to him. Yeah, that's a. Pr- and that is I think a great, in my great my premise. in my oh, mind in my dream it'd be like perfect for someone like Vincent Vince Gilligan Vince Gilligan yeah Gil- Vince Gilligan yeah the guy who did Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and he could reteam with Brian Cranston. Oh, and go. Brian Krentz could play the mysterious bald guy who gives the, and then it could just go off, and you'd have like you know various directors and whoever wants to you know, and nice. just go crazy. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I. I didn't even think of that series, and yeah, I mean, it was a DC Vertigo series. It was a Vertigo so we're series. Call it indie. We'll, yeah, we'll I'm gonna call it. These. I'm gonna call it. If we'll it's consider Vertigo indie <laughs> for this this podcast or whatever. But we're yeah, this, have to. <laughs> this this whole you know, I was texting Demetrio last night, and we we decided to start adding on to you know adding our dream directors or yeah, actors involved cast. and stuff because mm-hmm. you know it was kind of reminiscent of the old Wizard comic magazine. Mm-hmm. They used to always every month it would be like this fake movie. They would like, ca- before okay, because yeah. there were you know, we didn't have the Avengers. Yeah, we didn't have then. any <laughs> good comic movies, so they would so cast they'd be like, stuff. okay, we want James Cameron to yeah. direct Spider Man. Yeah, and here's who would be. Here's who would be perfect, like Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah and everything. So they always did that every month, and it was kind of fun. So. We were kind of doing that to that today. Too. But I think that would be like a cool reteaming of those two from Breaking Bad. You know, you could bring those yeah. two back and then, you know, because Brian Cranston would be in every episode, but he definitely wouldn't be, you know, the main focal point of every episode. Definitely the same tone for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that comic series and Breaking Bad had mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All right. My number three is a pretty interesting graphic novel I read. It's called My Friend Dahmer by Durf. Oh, Back yeah. Durf. I've heard about this. And so it, it was actually um, – it was Crazy just a idea. standalone comic, mm-hmm. and then like later on developed further into a full-on graphic novel. But um, so this guy uh, who calls himself Dirk Back Durf, <laughs> Durf Back Durf. Um, <laughs> Say that three times. I'm, fast. I'm sure. I think his last name is Back Durf, but um, right on. Like legally, government name. Oh, okay. And then he just you know Durf. Uh, I don't know. Sure. Who knows? It's Christian but name. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he gotcha. went. He went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and the in graphic, real life. Yeah, in, in real, real life, life. you yeah, really yeah. did. Yeah. So this is, it's kind of an autobiographical mm-hmm. tale of like going to high school and he was, you know, he it says my friend Dahmer and he he talks about it. He was more, it, w- it was more of an acquaintance. They weren't like great friends, right. you know, but right. like, you know, he did go to his house before and they definitely, you know, drank beer together and mm-hmm. got stoned together and yeah, hung they, out and yeah. did weird shit at the mall and everything. So. I mean, it, it was, a, it's a fascinating book because it's, it, there's like dark humor involved, but 
there's also just the dark undertone that here's like the, the here's like this serial killer struggling yeah. with well that's being ridiculed in high school alcoholism mm-hmm. he was already like an alcoholic yeah, in high school up, yeah. and um but that's the cool take on it is like you're not doing just a straightforward like you know here's the Jeffrey Dahmer movie yeah. it's not a, it's more about this guy who was like oh shit like yeah. I grew up yeah. with this guy like oh my god yeah know? and like I mean his real is going through his realization of yeah and like being that close to something you know that like, dark. I don't want to spoil it, but um, I'm not going to spoil it. Actually, there's a, there's a cool and interesting ending. You know, nice twist. they don't go full. They go up to about you know where he starts to maybe be a killer. They don't know for sure. You know, mm-hmm. the dude's not sure if he, you know, had already started killing by the time he you know, they drifted apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely interesting. Um, I was thinking someone like maybe the Coen Brothers would be okay. So you, make see, a you see this like a movie? Yeah, I see More this like a movie. movie. I see okay. this like a movie. And I, I think like the Coen Brothers, you know, they've they've done some amazing crime, dark crime stories like uh, No Country oh, yeah. for Old Men. But, you know, Argo. they've also done some like comedies, you know? So, so, you, see, like so you see it as like a dark comedy? I kind of see it as like a black comedy, but okay. maybe it's tone shifting all over the place. Yeah, kind of like, like Fargo. Fargo yeah, is kind of a black comedy. Exactly. So I feel like the Coen brothers could like yeah, really, really uh, yeah, I could see that. handle that material and make a pretty good movie. So cool. get after it, Coen brothers. <laughs> cool. Ball's in your court. There you go. Yes, it is. All right. So number three, I believe. Yes. Number okay. Three. My number three is um, I keep saying high concept, and I feel like a lot of like indie comics these days have you know these high concept plots. Well, and things. that's the, that's like the ultimate pitch to a yeah to exactly an exec like how trying you to get, get a TV show get or a film made yeah, exactly. Know? So okay, my number three is a comic called Manifest Destiny, and this is sort of like historical fiction. So this is the um, Lewis and Clark story of how you know they they trailblazed you know from St. Louis to you know the West Coast. But this is sort of like it, it throws in this nice little like twist or whatever that that that's their that's their mission. That's what they're about. But actually what they were there to do, aside from what I just said, is also like discover like, you know, monsters and other supernatural like phenomena that was that was happening in the West. And so that's what the comic's about. So it's like horror mixed with historical fiction. And they come across like, you know, mythological Native American creatures and spirits and these kinds of things. And it's more of like a horror comic. And it's, I think it's basically, it might be on like its third volume right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's, been it's, out for a couple it's years. pretty good. It, I like that. I like that idea. I like that sort of twist in the sort of, you know, the messing around with kind of like, you know, what if, you know, this sort of like, what if this kind of thing and, and melding, you know, mixing two kind of genres together, you know. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. So I recommend it as, you know, I could see it as like a TV show, um, kind of like survival horror, like walking dead mixed with like the X files kind of thing, you know, different monster of the week that, that kind of like genre. Um, but also, like I said, but also you have like this cool, like, you know, you also have like John Adams or what's the other like historical, like, you know, TV shows like that in that kind of vein, you know, where you do that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's on my never-ending pile of, like, comic series I really need to read. So yeah. I got to get to that one. All right, man, we are flying through this list. We are mm-hmm. already at number two. I think our number two and our number ones, we're going to probably have I don't the same know. ones. I don't, I don't think, know. I don't think so. No? Man. Okay. All right. All right. My I'll be surprised if we don't. Well, we'll see. We'll see. My number two is... Um, it's a comic from... Uh, I've talked about Black Mask Studios several times mm-hmm. here on the show. As well, and um, they created this. Well, they published this comic by um, 
the actually the the writer his name is uh gosh Fabian Rangel Jr. and the artist is Alexis Zirit. I guess that's how you say his name. Hmm. But the comic is called Space Riders, and it's um, oh, okay. the it's like this. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like biker pirates in space. <laughs> uh, the artwork is just like this crazy 70s, okay. gosh, like psychedelic stoner style. And, I mean, it's basically about this pirate dude cruising around in this um, skull-shaped <laughs> spaceship. And, like – It kind of sounds like heavy after, metal. Yeah, total. That Yeah, see, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I would like to see this done as an animated – Okay, yeah. That's, I was going to say, series, like, that would, that would be way like an, too <laughs> – Like an old-school retro-looking, not no CGI, like an old-school, like, mm-hmm. heavy metal-looking mm-hmm. and, like – Straight like doom metal soundtrack, you know, like Black Sabbath, Seath, Ma- Sleep, and Mastodon, stuff like that. <laughs> like straight doom metal soundtrack, and straight up space riders. Just go, just go for it. Like, yeah, just, yeah. You talk about like HBO Cinemax kind of like level of you know TV where they can just go all yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. not to worry about censoring anything. Yeah, exactly. So space riders, man, and they just um, it was just a four issue series, but they volume two. Issue one just recently came out, and it's called like Volume Two is called Space Riders: Galaxy of Brutality. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, check out so Space even Riders. Like the titles man. are metal. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the really cool part about the series too is like they made the pages like look yellowed, like oh, old school, nice. like you're really flipping through like a seventies kind of like uh, the other one, Hip Hop Family Tree. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. How the yeah. Hip Hop Family Make Tree did retro. that same thing, like Very made cool. it look straight. Like you're flipping through some yellow newsprint, mm-hmm. dude. You know, like, like in, in your of. homie's basement with some black lights going <laughs> and uh, some incense or something. And some right? Sabbath playing in the background. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's a good one. That's my that was two, that was man, deep cut space that was riders. A surprise for me. <clears throat> um, all right, my number two is a little bit more well known. Um, it's the comic called Sex Criminals. All right. This is the image comic. I thought about it. Yeah. This I, is the image comic. I thought um, about it. It's another crazy, another high concept. High concept. Yes. High concepts. This is the name, title of the show. This is a, um, this be a Cinemax series. I think. It have to be. Yeah. It have to because <laughs> you can't you can't do a show called Sex Criminals and have it not be on you know regular TV. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just exactly. not possible. And so let me see. just describe what it's about. So um, we have these two guys. Sorry, these two people in their twenties, uh, John and Susie, mm-hmm. and they find out that when they have an orgasm, they stop time. Mm-hmm. So they discover this. And then they discover they discover each other, so yeah. they start having they, sex they, with each other. They both thought they were alone. They both thought they were alone in this weird, this weird power that they had. I guess, yeah. yeah. And then so they start having. Obviously, they, they get into a relationship. They start having sex and stopping time, and they decide to become bank robbers. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But um, like heart of gold bank robbers. Heart, like, yeah, they're like, kind of kind of Robin Hood, kind of Robin Hood. Yeah, you know, steal from the rich to give to the poor a little bit, but also kind of fund themselves a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I could see it kind of going either. You, you could go either way with this. You could go like. Full blown like comedy, like I could see like Ansees Ansari doing this. Like he play like the lead. Yeah, it was somebody. Actually, it would know? work. Yeah, I could see him doing it. Like him and Jenny Slate or somebody. Yeah, that or would you work, could kind of, or you might be able to go like the other side too. Like you could swing it and do almost like a kind of Twin Peaks if you wanted to, or maybe like the guys who did like True Detective or something because it, <laughs> yeah. it does kind of get into some dark areas. Yeah, you know, in is, terms of like you know, sex it is a and, truly crazy comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, the concept's yeah. crazy, and the—I mean, there was the letters page is unbelievable, and that yeah. if you read the actual floppy issues of that, <laughs> and I just remember there was like a, they did a variant cover where it was just like an email of like um, Matt Fraction, the writer, to mm-hmm. Chip Zdarsky, I guess. Chip Zdarsky is the artist. The yeah. artist, yeah, and he and it was just like, dude, 
we totally made a comic about people that freeze time <laughs> when they have sex. Like, just hilarious. And it's like yeah. one of those things where, like, okay, where these guys came up with this, they were pretty high or something like yeah. that. But they they do take that premise and they make they make a really good and story and yeah, intriguing story about like it. it sounds ridiculous, but it's right. better. I mean, it's a legitimately entertaining, good mm-hmm. story. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to give credit to Image Comics for having the cojones to put that out man you yeah know, these like, are these are the guys who like they, they work on like mainstream comics like your marvel comics like daredevil well, and that, avengers and stuff yeah. and then they go away and they're like well i, wa- I have my own ideas and this is what i want to do and image is like heck yeah we'll definitely yeah. bring it and on that's board. the coolest i mean it sounds like a commercial for image comics but a whole <laughs> bunch yeah. of our comics are from the yeah image. yeah and like when the image first started it was creator own thing and mm-hmm. the, and there was basically all these artists left marvel comics and created these like clones of their whatever they were famous right. for doing ex- before like yeah. you know Todd McFarlane had Spawn Muscles who, and Tights Yeah Spawn is basically uh Spider-Man and Batman combined <laughs> yeah. and that was like what he was known for and yeah. uh, you know all these uh like Ex- everything was extreme Yeah Rob Liefeld uh who's famous for X-Force created Young Blood which was like a yeah. clone of So they did these like clone series mm-hmm. none of them were very it, no. none of them had much staying power honestly mm-hmm. um the craziest thing is Savage Dragon and Spawn are still being produced yeah, to yeah. this day. They're still being published, yeah. But um, so like, but nowadays Image is just like the perfect place for like these comic artists to do their like passion projects, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they'll and they're pitch, good. And yeah, they'll and pitch these creator-owned cr- ideas, and uh, and I feel like the whoever's whoever's in charge over there at Image is like, go for it, mm-hmm. green light, boom. Yeah. And you know, there's some some of the best comic stories right now are coming out of Image, yep. which brings me to my number one, <laughs> which is another Image comic, and it is yep. none other than Rat Queens. Oh, okay. By Curtis J. Wow. Weeby. All right. And um, Rat Queens is it's a it's a fantasy tale. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of Lord of the Ringsy, but it's more like the it's about these four. Women who are, I, I guess they're kind of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, like they each have like an uh, a power. Yeah, and um, it's kind of like the way the stories progress, kind of like a video game or something, because they have like <laughs> missions to level up and stuff. Yeah. but like they're crazy. They like do mushrooms. They party. Right, they but get it's, it's drunk. Like, and yeah, they, it's like an adult kind of like dazed and confused mixed with a Dungeons and Dragons mixed with the, like a little Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but, like. There's a lot of ma- Very magic feminist because it's like exactly. these women that are just like they're warriors. Yeah, they're warriors, warriors these, first. Yeah, these kick-ass take take names type mm-hmm. of chicks. So I think this is what I want to see with Rat Queens. I want to see a movie, not a series, and I want to see Peter Jackson. <laughs> Peter Jackson. But I want to see it. Peter Jackson get back to his old school, right? Dead alive, dead meet alive. the feebles, bad taste. That kind of weird mm-hmm. humor. Yeah, that kind of so gross take, out humor. Take but the yeah. weird gross out humor you used to do. Mix that with. Lord of the Rings, but dial that Lord of the Rings back a little mm-hmm. bit, and you have Rat Queens, <laughs> and you'd have an awesome movie. So, uh, Peter Jackson, awesome series once, of movies. Once yeah, once you're done, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there's been three volumes in the graphic novels. They yeah. they they did like maybe 17 issues in the first series, mm-hmm. and they just rebooted it again, started with a right. new right. a new number one, so a volume two series. But yeah, I mean, I guess Peter Jackson could probably stretch what we got done so far into probably three movies by now, yeah. probably maybe four. Well, shit, if you took The Hobbit and turned that into three movies, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You could definitely so stretch anything. Shit. So get started on Rat Queens Volume One, Peter Jackson. Good one. job. Yeah, we, we don't want another Kong. We want the Rat <laughs> Queens. 
yeah, so that's so, my number that's one. My, that's my honorable mentions for All sure. Right, I cool. always like that comic as well. So mine is another well-known indie image comic, going back to image. And if probably people thought that you know this one's been left off the list, they probably guessed it by now. It is none other than Saga. All right, that's what I, I figured. Um, yeah. So. What we have in Saga is not so much high concept. It's actually a simple story. You have, I mean, the, the characters, it takes place in outer space. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you, can, you know, the, the characters and things are kind of wild. But it's really just about the, these this couple who are from these different. Lovers. Star-crossed lovers. You there know, you go. It's, That's it's it. It's Romeo That's and it. Juliet. It's really simple. Space opera. And it just goes from there. Mm-hmm. They're star-crossed lovers. They're from two warring planets who've come together mm-hmm. and had a child, the first child, yeah. I think, of this cross of this species. cross race, yeah. Yeah, cross species cross or whatever. Species, yeah. And it's just about them trying to get away from this violence that they've known all their lives because this war has been raging forever between their two planets, and they're just trying to get away from that and raise their daughter. And what's cool is the story's told from the daughter's point of the view. The daughter's point of view is going back to – she's going back and, like, to, yeah, exactly telling so the story. So, like, the very first issue, page one is – um, the mother giving birth to the daughter who's mm-hmm. narrating the story. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely begins with it's. It's definitely her story, the yeah. daughter's story. But she's yeah. a baby as, as as when the comic begins. So, I you know I love Saga. I love Saga. I think it's mm-hmm. probably one of the best um, series that's Brian coming. K Vaughn again. Yeah, Brian K Vaughn again. That's being put out right now. But I I don't know if there's something so unique about the artwork. Fiona Staples that's true. art. It's it just be, so, it would be so hard to adapt in like as live action. Yeah. As live action. Like you maybe could. it would, you know, the closest thing I could think of would be something that's like in the vein of avatar. Maybe, you know, yeah, it would have to be, but the I don't know if that, would have to be so that, extreme like, gets the tone of the series or you'd you know? have to like shift it in such a way that, yeah. It, or it, maybe it animate would, it. I don't know. Yeah. Know? But I mean, I would, I would love to just see it as live action, you know, and it have, it would have to be a TV show because there's no way. Yeah. You it's an epic movie. It's yeah, it's a huge epic story. You know, that's so we're talking still like, unfolding. We're so. talking like Game of Thrones epic. Yeah, you know, that kind still of, it'd have to be like too. that. So that's the that's the thing is like you want to see this somehow translated to the screen, but you don't want to lose that that what, the thing that makes it special as a comic. Yeah. The thing that Alan Moore always said, you know, that's what makes Watchmen so good is that it can't be adapted because it's a comic first and foremost, and it's the the medium is just it. There's no way you could see this as anything else but a comic. Yeah. So. Well, that was funny. I saw an article recently where Brian K. Vaughn was saying that it couldn't be adapted, but we'll see. You know. Yeah, I think he was just channeling yeah, Alan yeah, Moore yeah. right there. Yeah, I think money money might change. That, yeah, you know? def- yeah, I could see that. <laughs> so, uh, any honorable mentions you got? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, I got one called Pretty Deadly, which is the story about Death's daughter, who kind of like goes back, goes out and sort of. Uh, is trying to like make amends for all the things, all the bad things that death has done. It's kind of interesting. It's just started. Um, it's not a bad comic. Uh, another one's called Red Light Properties, and it's about this uh, couple who are real estate agents, and they go to different houses and do exorcisms on haunted houses, and then flip them. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the Invisibles, which is a Grant Morrison comic. Um, uh, yeah. I could too. see that on some crazy Doctor Who ish. Yeah, BBC it's, something. It's or another. way out there. It's a little bit hard to explain. So I'm just check it out. The Invisibles by Grant Morrison. Uh, Why the Last Man? Another Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, I always thought about that would be good. I'm surprised that hasn't been adapted to a TV show. I think actually. they tried. I think it's it's it's. I think it was it was going to be a movie, and then yeah. they said something happened, and then it was. Yeah, it would make a perfect series. Like it would be just like Walking Dead, and I can see where they could like right. Walking Dead without the zombies. Yeah, but I, I think see how they could use that as like the skeleton of this thing, but change it along the way as the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. as you know, it doesn't follow the books completely. You know, um, and my last one was Mouse Guard, which is kind of like uh, Rat Queens, but instead of people, they're just yeah, mice. They're mice. Yeah, they're cute okay. little mice. 
All right, my honorable mention. Battles. My honorable mention. One more image comic, uh, <laughs> Bitch Planet. It's uh, ah, that's a good one. I'd like to see. I mean, it's. I'd, li- I'd like to see Quentin Tarantino take it, get a take on that. You know, I mean, it's a very feminist story, but I'd yeah. like to see Quentin Tarantino like dial dial his machismo back mm-hmm. and do a do a movie about a prison planet full of women. Yeah. You know? I, oh, I, and that's totally up his alley because <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he you loves know. those like genre exploitation mm-hmm. films or whatever. So death uh, death proof. Yeah. Exactly. So Quentin Tarantino, Bitch Planet, make it happen. Um, yeah, other women one in that prison would, genre. Yeah. My other one that would be kind of cool, I think, was um, the the nineties independent comic series Hate. I don't know if you ever read Hate by Peter Bag. No, I've heard of it, but I, I mean, never it's read really it. this kind of crazy, like indie slacker type um, story. You know, it's just like these. This the main character is this guy named Buddy, and he's just like, yeah, man, like. I just want to get some friends together and start a zine and open a uh, record okay. shop. Kind of like, clerks-ish. Kind of clerksy, Closer to, like, slacker. So Slackers. I'm thinking, okay. all right, Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater. <laughs> get after it. Hate. Hate. Redeem yourself from uh, everyone wants some. Yes, exactly. Hate <laughs> that Richard Chris did Linklater. Not like. I did not like that movie. It stopped um, me from seeing it from Chris's recommendation. Yeah. I've but I was thinking, too. I'm hesitated. I was actually thinking of Richard Linklater, too, and I was thinking about the my friend Dahmer too because he oh, made that, that would be good he made that Bernie movie yeah, where Jack yeah, Black yeah. was, that was the based dude on that true killed story the or whatever yeah. and it was kind of a dark comedy mm-hmm. too and I was like that's, oh, that's the tone choice. would be yeah. cool for that um, and my one good last call. I kind of I was like the other day um, went down the YouTube rabbit hole and I discovered this uh, <laughs> little short like fan film that somebody made of uh, Yusagi Yojimbo it's called The oh. Last Request that was on my, yeah I was thinking about that and it was like uh, it was like a stop motion animated little nice short film these people made so I'm thinking okay fantastic Mr. Fox mm. what if Wes Anderson oh. did stop motion Yusagi Yojimbo it had to series. be all in Japanese too yeah, it had yeah. to be like Japanese with, with subtitles yeah and like a cool Japanese soundtrack, man, because <laughs> you know yeah. Wes Anderson. So that's my other honorable mention. Uh, that's pretty fantasy. awesome. That's, uh, cool. that's a cool one. Nice way to end that. Yeah, cool. Good well, one this with. brings us to our low five and mystery we, low five. Mi- we 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 decided to change it up this week. Um, and you know we were kind of having trouble settling in on an idea, so we just basically texted each other. Well, hey, why don't you just come up with a, a low five? <laughs> A mystery low five. I'm not going to tell you what mine. Yeah. You don't tell me yours, and we'll just reveal them on the air. Something comics related, mm-hmm. and um, so I don't know. Do you want to go first? Sure. You want me to go first. I'll right? go first. All you right. went first uh, All right, last time. So mine is uh, the title. The this one. The theme is reboot. Reboot in the ass. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about comic book movies that, and I know like there's a lot of reboots going on, and I'm going to talk about movies that failed miserably, whether okay. in design or story or just you know they, they were a bomb at the box office okay and they could have been done so much better okay and i want to see them done so much better but i'm gonna do a little rule here so i'm not gonna choose like something like batman or superman because that's been redone spider-man those okay. kinds of things have been done and they're going to be keep being redone until we yeah, grow old and die yeah. yeah until the end of time so mm-hmm. that's my theme right there so okay. it's reboot of movies that i want to okay. see so i'll just go real quick right. uh with my number five and my number five is iron fist and that's kind of what started this oh okay the iron fist tv show did you watch it i watched is the whole thing bad? Like to end, and it's pretty bad as everyone wow. says. Wow! And I was looking forward to this show so much because yeah. the first three Netflix Marvel movies shows, sorry, knocking it out the ballpark. were so good. And yeah. this was like, okay, now they're finally going to go something that's kind of like you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit more out there with like this sort of mystical Chinese, you know, mis- mysticism and that kind of thing. Like, oh, this is going to be exciting, and it's a complete bore. <laughs> 
the, everything is boring. The story, the characters, the actor playing the main the main guy, Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. It's you're just like, oh, come on, like, and the martial art. This whole thing is about this guy is the greatest martial artist yeah. in the world. Yeah. And the martial arts scenes are so boring. <laughs> oh, man. And it's like, come on. And there's another show on TV right now called Into the Badlands on AMC, which kind of shows you how to do really good martial arts on TV. And to see that and to see Iron Fist and you're kind of like, oh, come. And you knew they had time to just, you know, it's not like they're like well, doing like 22 episodes a year. The fight know. sequences in Daredevil were amazing. Exactly. So, so like, I why didn't they you, get that And person? you raised that bar. And yeah. so this just had to, you know. It had so much writing on it, and it just was, turned out to be so All bad. Right, well, so I'll, I'll, that's, I'll, I'll worry about finishing quick. Luke Cage before I get into that one. I finished Luke Cage. I would finish Luke Cage. Well, yeah, me too. Uh, um, but now, I, especially now with your endorsement, you could skip. You could practically skip it. Okay. Uh, the next thing is Spawn, which I think they're going to do anyway. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it is a ver- it is something that is like just a mixture of like Batman and Spider Man. But I think that there's something there that could be done. You could make it like like you were saying, like you know, make it make something that's like really dark. Yeah. Really go with go full blown with the horror yeah, part well, of it. The HBO series make it was scary kind of as hell and make it more on point you know, than the film was. Yeah. And the film was just yeah. The awful. film was awful. And it, yeah, it has been rebooted as as a cartoon. Uh, I guess you could call it a reboot. Um, yeah, it was just a couple years. But it was more – it, 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 well, it followed yeah. the comic a little bit closer. Uh, but I would really like to see something done where it's just like full-blown horror. And maybe he's a superhero or maybe he's not. You know, I you take him take all that stuff away. But, you know, you know, ride on, ride with the whole, you know, he's like an agent from hell. He's a you – know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. So that's my number four. Uh, number three is The Rocketeer, which I don't think The Rocketeer movie is that bad, but I'm – down to see like more adventures of this guy. I've always yeah. liked that comic yeah. and I've always enjoyed, you know, that well, I, that sort of like yeah, 1940s serial, you know, sort of, you know, character. Uh, number three, and this is kind of, I don't know if I should be doing this. Uh, no, sorry. Number, yeah, number three, number two. Yeah, number three was Rocketeer, so number two. Number two is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ooh. And I know <laughs> this should probably be, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean. It should probably be left alone. But there's just something about that story about Alan you know, Moore can't be adopted. Yeah, <laughs> and there's just something about that story that where you have that that cool idea of bringing all these characters from uh, from from novels like Victorian era novels, you know, your H.G. Wells, your you know Bram Stoker, all these characters together in one story. And if you there's just I know there's a way to do it right. The movie was obviously completely wrong. But that's something I like to see, like maybe as like a TV show. I think that's the only way you could probably do it. You have to start a miniseries at least or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then my number one is Scott Pilgrim. Um, you I didn't like it. I, I had problems with it. Yeah. Um, I thought it could have been done much better. I thought that uh, Michael Sarah was woefully miscast as Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was my, one of my main issues with it. Who, who Edgar, Edgar Wright did it. And I think oh, Edgar yeah. Wright could even come back. Nah, man. Get like Michelle Gondry or something, man. Oh, that would be Wouldn't awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be awesome. But I think there's just so much you could do with that because it's like, you know, it's based off of like, you know, video games and pop culture. And you could do like one episode could be like an animated episode. One episode could be, you know, stop motion. There's just so much you could do with that. Yeah. And I thought like he was kind of limited in the fact that he had to make like a two-hour movie. Um, and there was a lot of studio yeah, involvement. How many volumes there are in the, in the book? There are Probably six, I believe. Quite a few, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. Six. there's a lot of material to pull Yeah, from. and so I just felt like he was limited in what, what he could do, and it's a lot of kinetic, and it's it's fun in some parts, but it could have been done a lot better. So Scott Pilgrim versus 
the world, I guess, is what they had the movie titled as. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of different titles to Scott Pilgrim. So yeah. bring it back. Try it again. Just call it Keep Scott going. Pilgrim. Yep, just call it Scott Pilgrim. Homecoming. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of reboots. Yeah. All right, man. That's okay, mine. Okay, cool. Well, I just decided I'm going to go with, you know, like I'm a member of this uh, f- comic book enthusiast group on Facebook, and it's like, I don't know. It's a little exhausting. It's constantly people like – Trying to one up each other, like, oh, look at my Hulk one eighty one that I got, you know, and like it's everyone, with, their, with their collection. Yeah, trying to show okay. their, their <laughs> like, like look at my you <laughs> look, know, look at my, at my collection, look at my high value, look at my comic, giant size you know? man. Thing. Yeah, well, hey, that's gonna be on my list here. <laughs> so, um, I decided to go with like five of my favorite comics from my collection that I could just that I just thought of off the top of my head, you know. So you're okay. So you're so these five are five favorite, favorite comics that I own personally. Okay. None of them are they're like just, they're just they're personal value to you, yeah, yeah, not yeah. necessarily nah, not, valuable, not necessarily okay. money wise gotcha. valuable. Gotcha. So, um, so my number five is um, this is like a comic you could probably get for two or three bucks out of like a dollar bin even, but it's the uh, Generation X Underground Special by Jim Moffat. Oh, uh, I have that. Yeah, that's a good a, one. It's uh, it was published by Marvel, but mm-hmm. um, they they made it, it it's black and white. And they, they styled Jim Mafu's one of my favorite comic artists. He yeah, he did great. like the clerk series. Mm-hmm. That was like one of his first things. Big, and his big uh, indie comic guy. Big indie comic guy. Funny. And his art's totally ch- it's he's like he's kind of like a hip hop graffiti guy. Yeah, definitely and graffiti his, and stuff. His art is just like evolved now. It's like crazy abstract and everything. But hmm. when he first started, it was a little more simple. It was still cool. Um, but he did this Generation X underground specials. There was like three little short stories about Generation X, which is like a an X Men an X Men spinoff, like yeah. these teen mutants and stuff. But they had like cra- they had like a crazy story about like mm-hmm. an Atari twenty six hundred in it and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, real this fun is pop me, culture dude. stuff. I like pop culture references. Yeah. I like indie style. I like so it like hit hit everything that like that I'm into. So my so that's my number 5, the that's Generation X Underground comic. special. You could dig it out probably at any comic shop. Yeah. If you dig deep enough, you could find it for cheap. Uh, my number 4 is Giant Size Man Thing number 1. <laughs> um just because it's so stupid. Yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid that it's like this haha nerdy like pop culture like every comic nerd thinks that like that's like the it's a punchline to so many jokes, right, you yeah. know. It's it's the, it's, it's the nerd punchline. Yeah, and yeah. it's so stupid, but I I had a chance to get a copy of it for not too much, like mm-hmm. ten bucks or something. So I'm like, and, yeah, I need it. And it I need a giant size. It man wasn't thing called like they did. They didn't put those two together because it said man thing. Like Marvel yeah, came out with these comics like giant size X Men, yeah, giant size Spider Man, sixty-four page. Yeah, six, uh, like they were just longer, bigger. Issues yeah, and they called them giant size, yeah, giant size in quotes, so like you know. But they had a giant size man thing. Yeah. So apparently in the in the seventies that wasn't. Uh, and who came first? Was it man thing or swamp thing? Uh, or they come out like together at the same time. That's a good time. question. I don't know. Is it just kind of like a, a shared consciousness kind of I, that's character. That's a good question because there. I think actually I think it was Man Thing, but I'm not came sure. First. But I'm not sure because there's a people there, don't know. Man well, there's thing a Swamp Thing prototype that came in that came in DC. It was like in um, God Phantom Stranger or something. Oh, uh, okay. Issues. And it was it was basically Swamp Thing. They just didn't call they it didn't Swamp, call thing, Swamp but Thing, but it looked just like it. So right. they called that like the Swamp Thing prototype. Right. And then. Later on, Bernie, Bernie writes and created Swamp Thing in the House of Secrets. Mm. I don't, I forget the number. I'm, I'm a terrible nerd. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's all right. Anyways, Giant Size Man Thing number four. Uh, my number three is the Saga of Chris Star number eight. <laughs> now I try to buy whenever. It has your name in it. <laughs> no, so Chris Star was Chris Star was this um, 
kind of cheesy. Well, no, not cheesy. It was like this this fantasy line of toys that they did in the eighties, and they were like wow. see through guys made out of crystal and oh, stuff. Okay, yeah, and, yeah, um, I remember that. And yeah, the main so, the main hero was blue, and yeah, he had he, red gloves. Yeah, and he was Crystar. Yeah, I, think I had that. I think I <laughs> had that. And there was figure. like a green dude with an eye patch, and then so the bad guys were like lava rock guys and stuff. Okay, yeah. So total eighties, totally Crystar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the re- the significance hey, stretch for that title. The signif- <laughs> yeah, Chris. Yeah, so the significance of this comic is so on on the cover of Saga of Crystar number eight, the Crystar character is like posing on top of this green demon looking skull. All right, and that demon looking skull is Glenn Danzig stole that thing <laughs> and made that his logo. So. So the so the Danzig demon skull he basically <laughs> traced it off of this cover of this, so he ripped it you off. See, from you can see Danzig like this, it, you know, young, you know, rocker kid. Yeah, like brooding cru- in cru- his mom's basement, cruising the comics, cruising the like, comics. Oh man, look at this demon skull! <laughs> look at how so, awesome this demon skull is. Yeah, dude. So, and it's literally traced. It, if you look at the first de- <laughs> first Danzig cover in this comic, it is the exact same comic. Oh, so it's Danzig. like that's one of my weird comics that like I probably have like three or four copies of it just because like just if I ever see it, I buy it just because it's always like a couple <laughs> bucks, and I'm like. I want to just have a huge collection of the Danzig ripped off logo. <laughs> so I ever see Danzig like have him sign a couple of copies. Yeah, and I just think it's hilarious. I just what? think it's he probably would rip him up, dude. You know, I just think it's hilarious because he, you know, he's known to like in the past. There's be, there's stories of him like bum rushing like independent record stores and like yeah. taking all the bootleg merchant misfits yeah. and yeah, yeah, Danzig yeah, merchandise, yeah. like stealing it and just ripping he's, it up and stuff. It's like, dude, you. Misfits logo's ripped off too. That skull yeah, is from the skulls. Crimson Ghost or whatever. Yep, yep, like the that. font is uh, famous monsters of Filmland. Like yeah. your whole logo, everything's a rip off, bud. So like <laughs> you need to slow your roll about <laughs> who's ripping off what. So anyways, Saga Crystal number eight. My number two is this one's just like a ridiculous conversation piece, man. Um uh so like right like Stan Lee's still alive and he's making these like mm-hmm. Comic Con tours. He's had to cancel a few yeah, from getting, due to illness. So there. like literally they're like weekend at Bernie's man, toting him out there. <laughs> yeah, they are getting it. He's charging like hundreds of dollars think, like, for like, him stands. to sign. He just like sits in a chair. He just kind of sits in a chair and like people take. Pictures I think they with have him. a robot that makes his arm sign his signature or something. I think it's like just one S. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So and they're charging hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. to get his autograph. Yep. Back in the early '90s, he was at a convention here in 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 Denver, um, and guess what? His <laughs> autograph costed zero dollars to get. <laughs> and right about that time, um, <laughs> Marvel had this brilliant idea of to create this 2099 universe, oh, so yeah. this future yeah. universe. Yeah, so like they all their characters took place. Yeah, in the future. so Spider-Man. they had Spider-Man 2099, Punisher 2099, Punisher, like yeah. X-Men 2099, yeah. Hulk 2099. Yep. And then they created, the, and then Stan Lee created this character called Ravage 2099, his <laughs> own character. So it was like created a brand by Stan new character, Lee, brand new character. Mm-hmm. And it was called, he was totally like a Mad Max kind of dude. He was like this, yeah. he was like this ginger guy that like had like a trash can for a shield. I mean, terrible, corny, corny, terrible. It's like Stan Lee's idea of like what a 90s extreme <laughs> character with like, would, would, would look like in the future. In the future, yeah. 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 So. With a 90s mentality. So, in well, the, the cover had this glorious gold foil, you know, mm, definitely like, the yeah, early 90s, everything was yeah. gold foil covers. So, I have a copy of <laughs> Ravage 2099, number one, 
Danzig's going to use that for his next Signed album. Signed by Stanley. Nice. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's my number two. Um, yeah, when he, it's when just he so ridiculous. I honestly want to post it to that enthusiast group. Like you all should. these people are you like, win. Yeah, yeah, you win. That's yeah, it. Yeah, like you guys paid a hundred bucks down. for your, uh, you know, getting your fancy Spider-Man yeah. number one signed, signed by Jim uh, Stanley. Stanley, but here I got take that. <laughs> I got Ravage, a, a book you could probably find at every dollar bin in the shit. Quarter I mean, bin, yeah, quarter bin, recycle <laughs> bin, yeah, recycle <laughs> bin. Uh, so that's awesome. That's that brings great. me to my number one. My favorite comic in my collection is my Creep Show graphic novel, nice. and this was the comic book adaptation of the Creep Show movie, written by Stephen King, illustrated by Bernie Wrightson, who just passed away. Mm, um, yeah, I great. have. I one year, like I, that, and did that come out around the time of the movie? It did, yeah. Kind of, kind of coincide with it. So yeah. I mean, I was that weird kid that liked monster movies and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and I was obsessed with Creepshow. And one year, I told my mom all I wanted for Christmas <laughs> was a Creepshow comic book because they show the comic they show book the comic in the, book movie, in the movie, and you and yeah. I had no idea like, it really existed. Wow. You know, yeah, I was it looks like, really cool, and you're like, yeah, I'm like, what? well, it must exist. Yeah. It's in the movie, but. Lo and behold, under the Christmas tree, I did get a <laughs> wrapped up creep show little graphic novel, and so it's pretty cool. I still have I still have that copy. It's beat to crap. You open up the cover, and there's a blank thing, and, I, and there's like weird little monster drawings I did in it. So yeah, in like Mark probably did that so the kids could like add their own monsters. Yeah, yeah who knows I don't know. It was just a blank <laughs> cover, so or the inside cover, you know. Weird. So um. No, just like a book, man. But um, so <laughs> that's like my. They're actually reprinting this though. Really, it's been out of print for years. Um, wow. The Creepshow graphic novel. I think like a mint copy, probably three hundred bucks on eBay. I it's bet. crazy. Yeah. yeah. But they're actually reprinting it now. So uh, they announced it right before Bernie Wrightson died. So anyways, nice. I, nice. I I pre-ordered a copy on Amazon because it was only like. 13 bucks or something, you know? I'm like, okay, I want to have this mint copy of this, my favorite comic, <laughs> right. and then I want my raggedy old one well, you in a bag. Like yeah, exactly. Peek into and thumb, thumb through and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So nice. that's my favorite comic in my comic book collection. Cool. Good down low. So uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. If this is your first time listening to the Hi-Fi Down Low podcast, please subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes Rate us, review us, send us an email. If you have any suggestions on the topic, most of our topics are pop culture related, but we've been doing all kinds of different topics lately. Um, so feel free yeah. to s- send us suggestions. We're always open to topic suggestions oh, for yep. future shows. And uh, stay tuned because our next episode, we are going to go actually record some live field recordings at the Dink. So uh, if you are listening to this, come find us at the Dink and be on our next little yeah. half episode. Come be a guest. Come on, come on, All right. come on. Tell us come your favorite independent comic series that you'd like to see turned into a or comic book series, motion picture. Or oh yeah, or just tell us your favorite indie comic series. Yeah. you know, yeah, anything like that. Just tell us something. Give us something. Totally. All right, cool. We cool. will talk to you guys then. Bye bye.